Hello, this is Bill Lytell again with a little bit of wisdom for your walk. Excuse my voice, been having a little uh, trouble with it, but bear with me. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about possibly one of the more important subjects I've ever dealt with on these podcasts. Years ago, I heard uh, Brother Jack Hiles preach a sermon called The Lust of the Holy Spirit. It was from James chapter 4, verse 5, I believe, where it said the Spirit of God lusteth to envy. And how the Holy Spirit of God walks with us, talks with us, guides us and directs us. If you do not understand or know of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you need to get familiar with it. Uh, Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Now, don't get me wrong. The only way you get the Holy Spirit is when you repent of your sin and place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that's found in Acts chapter 20. And so, when you repent and trust Jesus as your personal Savior, He who died for you, was buried and rose again the third day for you, satisfied the justice of God for you, making it possible that you can be justified, declared not guilty from all of your sins, be sanctified, that has received the Holy Spirit of God. In John chapter 3, a, a spiritual leader, Nicodemus, came to Jesus by night, and he was trying to find out what in the world is this thing about salvation. And it's interesting how Jesus dealt with this uh, authority of the day, really. Uh, he said, you must be born again. Except you be born again, you'll not even see the kingdom of God. Of course, Nicodemus thought he was talking about physical birth. He was mystified even more and said, how can a man enter twice into the womb and be born? No, no. He said, that was born of the spirit of spirit, and that was born of flesh is flesh. He said, the words I speak unto you are spirit. And her life, that's found in John six sixty three, and so Jesus often would speak in in physical illustrations of spiritual applications. I, my wife was reading this book the other day uh, by Bill Rice. Uh, it's called Brother Super. It's about their dog, and he had an illustration in here about D.L. Moody brought years ago in his preaching. D.L. Moody saw probably more than a million people trust Jesus as their savior. Dio Mooney used to tell the story of a miner who had hid gold in his cabin. And one night the robbers approached this lonely mining shack and the miner's faithful dog began barking furiously. The miner was awakened from his sleep, of course, and went outside and looked around and found nothing went back to bed. A bit later the dog again awakened his master with a furious barking. Again the miner went out and looked around and didn't see anything. This time he scolded the dog severely and was tired and needed sleep. He was disgusted with the dog. The miner, of course, did not see the robbers hiding near the cabin. Still later, the dog awakened his master the third time. Again, the dog had sensed the presence of the thieves and barked a warning to the old man. This time, the miner, angry because the dog was disturbing his rest, killed the dog. He thought, I can't. I got to get some sleep. I can't sleep with him barking like this. He was angry. He'd worked hard all day, and that day he'd found a vein of gold. He felt he simply must get some rest, because after all, he'd been lucky enough to find that gold, and he was certainly going to take advantage of all the opportunity it was going to give him, the things he would be able to buy with it. So he went back to sleep. 
Robbers, in the meantime, now aware of the fact that he killed his dog, crept right to the door of the cabin, burst in, and killed the old man. Uh, the old miner lost his life and his gold because he killed his faithful dog who had protected him. The dog had warned him three times the danger was near, but instead of being grateful, he became angry and had killed his faithful companion. If this, what an application this has. So the Holy Spirit of God warns men of approaching doom. It is a tragic thing that many a man, instead of being grateful, becomes angry and hardens his heart and spurns the warning. Strangely enough, probably everyone who reads this or listens to this will marvel that the miner could have been so foolish that he was alone in the mountains. He knew he was easy prey to any gang of thieves who happened to ride by his way. He knew that all the men out there wanted what he had and would gladly murder him for it. In other words, he knew there was danger, but he still killed his watchdog. The average man out there knows that he's coming to the end of life. He looks around him. He sees his grandpa and grandma die. He sees his parents die if he lives so long. He sees his friends die along the way. Uh, through automobile accidents, cancer, and other, other things that take people early. He sees death everywhere. He hears about it on the news every night. And yet for some reason he makes no preparation for this inevitable thing called death. There's something deep inside of every human being that I believe God has placed there, a void, a void that only can be filled by the Holy Spirit. There's, there's, there's a dissatisfaction placed in every man, every woman, that nothing can fill. Drugs can't fill it. Pleasure can't fill it. Things can't fill it. Fame can't fill it. Uh, nothing in this world that this world offers, though, I mean, the devil offers the same old, same old to every generation, and they're just a sucker for it. They'll chase after things till they finally realize that they don't satisfy, but they've wasted their life. They'll chase after pleasure till they finally realize it doesn't satisfy, but they've wasted their life. They'll, they'll, they'll chase after uh, uh, anything the devil may offer them. It's been said things, thrills, and theories that the devil will offer you to try to keep you busy so you'll waste your life. And then realize towards the end it's over. Sometimes allowing themselves to go to point to death. I was talking to an old man that had cancer, and he was only going to live a few more days. One of his relatives asked me to go talk to him, so I did. And I remember seeing the old man. He was all withered up and skinny as a rail and bones showing, and he looked pitiful. I went into him as a mercenary. I was one. I was between him and hell. I was between him and the great white throne judgment. I was the only thing standing between him and hell. The blessed Holy Spirit and I went into sin, and I barked my warning to him as his faithful dog barked to his master. I barked and told him that there was a, there was a thing called death coming to get him, and that he was going to die, and he was going to spend eternity somewhere. And Jesus had come and had died and paid the price for his sin. And all he had to do was repent of his sin and place his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. And he could be saved and his soul could be rescued under the sweet, precious blood of Christ. That old man looked at me angrily and said, when I die, 
I'm going to die like a dog. I'm going to go right back into the dirt when I came from. I said, how do you know where you came from? You don't know where you came from. You don't know whether you've come out of the dirt and gone back to the dirt. You don't know where you came from. God made you. He said, I don't believe it. I just believe I'm going to die like a dog. I said, you don't realize we're dogs will be in heaven. Animals are going to be in heaven. <clears throat> Dear one, maybe you're listening to this and you've resisted the Holy Spirit. You've heard him bark. You've heard him, you've heard him call out to you. He lusts to envy. The word lust means he has passion. He envies you. He wants you to be saved. The Bible says it's not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God, the Holy Spirit, longs for you to be saved. He lusteth to envy that your soul would be preserved, that the death of the Lord Jesus Christ would mean more by you being saved. Oh, dear one, I hope that you don't shoot the dog. When the Holy Spirit comes by and convicts you of some sin, some wickedness, some evil in your life, something displeasing God, dear Christian, don't shoot the dog. Don't shoot the dog. The dog's trying to save you because you're going to get old. You're going to come to your judgment. And only one life will soon be passed, but only what's done for Christ will last. That little poem was penned in 1953 by my mother's signature when she got saved in her little house that night by the local pastor that came over and gave her the gospel. Only one life will soon be passed. Now, that was done in 1953. I buried my mother years ago. My dad's been gone over 24, 22, 23 years. It's hard to believe that all that time's already gone, and here she's already standing before God. Now, she was saved. She trusted him, and she didn't kill the dog. She thanked the dog. She thanked the Holy Spirit, if I may say, for, for barking and warning and giving us some warnings. There's warnings everywhere you look. If you're listening to this podcast, it's a warning. And may the Holy Spirit give you wisdom for your walk. I hope this little illustration helps you. And I hope by the grace of God, you listen to the blessed, still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them and ask Him? Ask for God's Spirit in His fullness. Ask for his feeling daily. God bless you. A little wisdom for your walk.